forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary things told funnily and discussed with fear by (laughs) indoor children who are elderly and our friends. Old kids. You know, kids who get up and go like, ah, it's like, you don't, nothing sore. Why are you making noises? You know the energy that childless people have where they just never quite, you know, grow up? <laughs> That's us. There's this story that I find very charming about my Uncle Jimmy where um, when he was a kid, my grandma was concerned because every time he would bend over to pick something up, he would make like a groaning sound. <laughs> and she thought, oh, no, like he might have a hernia or something. So she took him to the doctor. And then quickly realized that he was just imitating her when she would bend over to pick things up. <laughs> oh, like he oh just thought that's what people God. do when they bend over to pick something up. They'd be like, Ugh. oh, my God. <laughs> he was like a parrot that copies yes. people's like cursing and stuff. Trying to guess behavior. We're all just stupid birds. We're all just stupid birds at heart, aren't we? Anna, how's it going? It's holiday season. Have you started any of your shopping yet? It's holiday season. Every question you just asked me is a full attack. It how is an absolute. dare you? <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> Fail yet? Yes, Andrew, I failed. Oh. Where does your worth lie? Yeah. <laughs> um, I went on vacation and I, I tried to buy good souvenirs, which just never happens. I always oh, buy yeah. any sort of like little method I have to kind of. Like, oh, I'll look at everything on the first day and then think about what I still think about and then go get that. It's like I tried to get something cool for my assistant who, like, helped me figure out where to go on a trip. And I got just a stupid basket of dried turd fruit. And then just like, why did I? How was that what I landed on? So anyway, the answer is no. (laughs) I have only failed so far. I think that's why I had a really refreshing conversation with my mom. And this is the first year we're doing this where we were like, you know what? No presents. Let's not do it. <gasps> oh, not my God. So grown up. I know. I kind of I'm like, I'm curious whether it's going to follow through or not. I feel very um, I, I feel a great deal of like freedom in that. Oh, you know? yeah, I bet. Do you think um, she will follow through? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I do know like like my mom has many love languages, but like gift giving and shopping really stresses her out. She loves hosting. She loves cooking. It. She loves taking people out to do activities. But like buying and shopping, she is just not her deal. Got it. Oh, um, that's so interesting. Yeah, I know. I I feel I feel the same way. I I'm curious to see whether it pans out. The problem is, I had already been planning to get my parents a gift, but I think it's just going to be a housewarming gift. Like I think it's going to operate outside the context of the holidays. That's you know? good. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and like, you know, acts of service, maybe I'm sure she, yes, love that. Yeah. You know, um, take a sledgehammer and break up her driveway in case she wants to (laughs) do something. She's doing a grass driveway. Yeah. I'm a really good at gift. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Uh, Wow. What a European, it's almost European. I know it feels, it feels very European. Yeah. 
Um, good for you. Well, yeah, we'll good for you. Well, look, we're we're into a podcast, you know. Yeah, we're doing We've a podcast. It. We're doing it. You're listening to a podcast. Everyone's got something going on. If you've made it this far, if you if you press the required buttons to make it this far, then you are not too far gone, and I think that's good. Yeah, everything's gonna be fine. Um, unless you've somehow dropped your phone and it landed in such a way on several different dried beans that accidentally brought you here. <laughs> that, in which case, <laughs> we we've seen from the metrics that that accounts for about fifty percent of our listenership. <laughs> yeah, our listeners for the most part have some dried beans or grains on the ground of their apartment. Um, and they're maybe clumsy. recent, maybe longtime beans. Very clumsy listeners. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Anna. I've got some really great listener submitted emails today. Oh, I can't wait to hear them. So first of all, I will say uh, we discussed we discussed last week um, the type of kid who was uh, uh, an early riser to do figure skating. And we uh, did... A prince, a prince among a prince among children. Yeah, we we did get an email from a general listener named Lonnie, who was one of those kids. <gasps> and I'm very charmed by that. Cool. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Lonnie. Great Hi, Lonnie. Work. Really great work. Very impressed by you. And what you did was amazing. And don't like, yes. don't, don't not think it was amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> that is very it's true. It's cool that you could do all the twirls. I mean, the ankle strength alone, I'm impressed by. It. You're so cool. You did it. Good job. Um. So Anna, we're really getting a wonderful cavalcade of emails from new folks and old folks and um, I'm going to send something from a uh, uh, a classic listener and um, someone who's writing in from the first time. So we're getting both sides of the spectrum. Okay. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, so this email from an icon of horror, the subject is, you guys summoned son of Owldad. <laughs> oh. From our old friend, Matt, who uh, submitted two great sister stories incorporating... Um, ghostly appearances in the form of an owl uh very much appreciated and this is from matt anna and andrew i had to write a goodbye note to the podcast when i heard myself invoked right before the announcement i suppose since it's based on a finite body of work we all assumed the day would come when the podcast would end but i was still surprised by how affected i was to hear the news this morning you guys are the only podcast I have listened to since episode one originally aired because I had been following Andrew on Twitter for several weeks prior on the strength of the Ann Dowd impressions. Thank you, Matt. That's very <laughs> kind. And the first podcast that will have ended while I was an active listener. Wow. Wow. Um, you are one of the podcasts that got me through the year of working from home while living alone in a new house with two cats, a dog, and potentially a ghost during 2020. And of course, you shared in the legend of my owl dad. I can't thank you to enough for the joy and laughs you've brought to so many people's lives. 
I am down for that brunch anytime. I'll bring the ghost. You guys bring the grib. <laughs> we will. Here's one last crazy bird call for the road. <laughs> so classically, Matt um, has sent us bizarre bird noises. This is really um, good. Including an owl that sounded like, oh, oh, um, this is the Atlantic Puffin. Are you ready, okay. Anna, for the call of the Atlantic Puffin? Never, but yes. Okay, here we go. If an ad starts for, like, hemorrhoid cream, uh, you're welcome. It is an ice cream cake ad. Okay. Andrew, pay. You got paid for YouTube Premium. <laughs> here we go. It's. No. That's a bird? <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. God. Yeah, this just sounds like what I think Americans sound like in European museums. It is oh. like if you've seen people do like impressions of what English sounds like to non-English speakers. Yes. It sounds oh my like god. A little bit like that. You're absolutely um, right. God, Andrew, what what um do you have any notes for the Atlantic Puffin? Like what feedback do you have and try to be constructive? Okay. I think with the Atlantic Puffin, um good job subverting expectations of what you sound like yeah because i kind of atlantic puffins are sort of like small um like yeah i don't know i i would sort of call them like dopey looking birds okay that might have like like i would think they would have kind of like higher turkey noise voices sure um but instead it's it's like they've got sort of low guttural things i think right now we're venturing a little bit too far into human noise territory and I would say if the puffin could start exploring some maybe other species to sound like, that would just be something um, to not only excite us, but also themselves. That's really good feedback, Andrew. And it's good, like, you know, you get to a certain level of excellence, the feedback, you're bracing for it to be negative, but then it's just suggestions of other ways to grow I love, and new yeah. things to try. It's really, it's not about the performance itself. It's about the performer. <laughs> exactly. Do you have any feedback for the puffins, Anna? Um, I think mostly I would say nice bird, pretty bird. Good job, bird. <laughs> um, go off bird. Go off bird. Um, that's great feedback. I think that was our um our duo of American Idol Puffins edition. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't need a Simon. It's all positive. Responses. You were you were really a guest judge. You were like a this is from Danson, but this is more of a Derek Huff note where it's really it's oh, just yeah. about the form. Yeah. No. Thank you very much. I I have watched enough Dancing uh, with the Stars to understand who Derek Huff is. I I was a I also watched So You Think You Can Dance. Something about like the first season of that I was very intrigued by. Oh, it. So uh, I can't even <laughs> speak. I like. I get nervous for dancers. It's yeah. um especially on so you think you can dance, there's so many troops that come in that right. I'm like, oh god, they're all in some like back room. Yeah. Just waiting. I do remember in the season I watched, um, there was a there was like a very enthusiastic girl who was like, you know, my dance style is like a um, girl in the background of a Cindy Lauper music video. And immediately when she got on stage, she danced for two seconds, then threw up everywhere. 
Oh no! And then she did continue with her audition, and I also remember that the like the Ryan Seacrest of the show at the time was an Australian woman who, um, when she said the word "vote," it sounded like "vite," and it was just very confusing. She was like, "Mike, oh, show no. it to vite." No, this can't be. Um, <laughs> but back to back to Matt's email. He closes. No, out this by is what saying, Matt wrote. This is this what is, he was writing yeah, about. This is all from the voice of Matt. <laughs> Take care. Wishing both of you every single good thing. And thanks again, Matt. P.S. Partly inspired by the response to you guys reading of the owl dad story and also partly inspired by my friends and family constantly telling me to write a book. I'm writing a book. It's a semi-autobiographical Southern Gothic family drama slash ghost story with appearances by none other than the shape-shifting ghost dad himself. Doesn't have a title yet, but I'm halfway through the first draft and will, of course, send you guys both a copy when it's done. Matt, that's great news. Yes, art will never hurt you. <laughs> Keep going. We love a book. No, oh, that's um, great. Yeah, no, this is a delight. Everyone should. Everyone's got a good ghost story in them, and um, and putting it down on paper is a lot of fun. And it does not give the ghost more power, despite what folklore would say. Yeah, no, that's good. The ghosts, they they're not clocking you. They are not <laughs> clocking. <laughs> that's my main advice. Don't worry about what ghosts are thinking about you because ghosts are only thinking about themselves. They are. They're narcissists. They are narcissists. Always wearing the same clothes, always clattering about classic narcissist behavior. Like, why are you moving my stuff around? Because you only (laughs) can conceive of the world through your own lens. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, I watched a five minute TED talk about narcissists, which means I'm an (gasps) expert. What did Um, you learn? I learned that. It, that you can undo it. This that, is good to hear. Yeah, that um, that like the the like having a narcissist disorder is almost entirely um, environmental. Whoa. Um, again, I am an I am a registered expert because I watched a five minute YouTube video. So uh, everything I'm saying is completely accurate with no uh, variations. Wow. Um, well, we'd have to concede that because we're friends, I am also an expert because I'm exactly. friends with someone who watched a five minute video. Yeah. Now that I've told you that is the truth and the light. You know, That's really great news. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And interestingly, um, a big part of it is uh, um, that a lot of a lot of narcissist behavior comes in the form of when you receive feedback, how you respond like how you can be honest about behavior without it impacting your sense of self. Whoa. You know? So I'm like scrambling to this video. <laughs> yeah, I was very I was very yeah, like to me it was a in every in, in, for every person whether or not uh we have technically narcissist disorder or whatever. Um I also think it's important like when you receive feedback from people, um yeah, like taking a second before responding yeah. and realizing that um, that uh, um, behavior that you've exhibited before is not an attack on you as an individual. And I think that's very helpful to know. I, Andrew, how, I was not ready for this. <laughs> oh my God. That rules. Um, that rules. That rule. Uh, Anna, we have, <laughs> we have a very charming message sent to us, uh, sent to our Instagram, which, wow. <laughs> How does it even work? What a time. I can't believe I figured out how to read our messages. Um, oh, my here God. We are. This is from Arden. 
Andrew and Anna, I am devastated this podcast is ending before I got to share with you the story I've been meaning to share with you since like the second week you were on the air. Wow. Someone made a reference to the mummy and Brendan Fraser. I mean, constantly. Who could it have been? Yeah. <laughs> Our podcast? <laughs> this is when I knew we would be friends. My daughter, she is now 22, and oh. I both love your podcast. And we've spent many bonding moments listening to your tales about the book that traumatized us both years apart. Um, those drawings are not meant for elementary school children, but I digress. Sarah, age three, went to spend the night at her best friend Zoe's house. Parental judgments were made, and she returned home the next day, gleefully telling me all about the movie they had watched the night before, The Mummy. Oh. Now, I know my daughter. She was going to be scared of that shit. <laughs> I foresaw weeks, maybe months, of her sleeping smack in the middle of our bed. And Anna, here... <laughs> Um, accidentally, there is a, um, Instagram voice message that oh, happens, okay. which reveals, I think that this was a, uh, talk to text, um, told story. Okay. And it's just, I, I'm not going to play it for privacy's sake, but it's just very funny and endearing, like narrating what Arden wants to say, followed by like period space. And then she starts again. Oh, you can't be, we all got to give our hands a break. Exactly. And then Arden quickly follows up with, well, I'm obviously really bad at sending Instagram messages. <laughs> oh, I, oh, on Insta I forgot it was Instagram. I have almost done this so often. I, I mean, send a recording of my armpit to a, 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 an old coworker. A mother making a good natured mistake on Instagram is the gender of this podcast. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to laugh, but I was too tired. Did you hear how bad the laugh was? I don't mind that laugh, Anna. <laughs> so I'm going to live a long time. You are. Uh, okay. So back to Arden's message. I think I was saying I was very surprised that she was in her own bed. But, um, but I went in and saw that she had rounded up every single stuffed cat in our whole entire house. Oh. Even a giant ceramic cat that had been left to me by my grandmother. Oh. All these cats, tigers, lions, and other felines were lined up around her bed, ready to chase off any pesky mummies oh, trying cats. to sand their way in her keyhole. <laughs> oh my god, of course, because cats are the guardians of the underworld, and the mummy is scared of them. He is scared of cats until he is fully regenerated. Until so. And then he will fear nothing. We, you know what? <laughs> um anyway i love 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 your podcast and i kind of feel like you both would be the people i would gravitate to at the horrible holiday office party that gives me anxiety just imagining it. Yes. but then andrew would say grab anna would introduce me to ladybird and all would be right in the world thank you for hundreds of episodes of joy i will really miss you guys and i never even got to tell you about the ghost at my very fancy texas hill country summer camp her name oh. was Betsy, she drowned in the river, and she maybe sometimes haunted the camp toilets. <laughs> Betsy. Good. Okay, Betsy. Um, my name is Betsy. Two things about me. I drowned in the river, and maybe sometimes I haunt the toilets. I don't know what it is about toilets. Maybe it's because they're all basically little rivers. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring one out for scary stories to tell in the pod. Actually taking an Ambien so I can get a good night's sleep. Gone too soon. You will be missed. Arden. 
Thank you, Arden. Oh my gosh. Arden that rocks. Oh my God. And your daughter, that's so sweet. That is very sweet. And smart. It's nice. It must be nice when you see that your kid is using real logic to protect from fake ghosts. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that is um I do think there is some value. Like, and we get several listeners, you know, sending in messages about um like it's it's not like exposure therapy but i do think it's very often recommended like things that um scare you in a way that feel like obstructive to normal day-to-day life um sometimes the the best way to confront or work through them is through like learning from them and like gently exposing like gently introducing yourself to them which is kind of what this podcast is you know right Um, yeah like I love the scariest movies the most. Like the things that scare me the most are the things that I want to watch the most. And I've just been trying to watch more and more of them. And that's been nice. But also, you know, I've lost hours of sleep. Sort of scurrying to bed. I like I watched that new paranormal activity movie um, that like takes place in an Amish community. Oh, and um, very silly, very fun, like a goofy, scary movie. And yet there was a moment from it, Anna, that when I went to bed that night, I really couldn't shake. And it really did scare me. Oh, man. I I kind of want to know what it is. Okay. I'll tell you the moment with, with no spoilers. So the basic okay. gist is um, there is demonic activity happening in an Amish household. Okay. And at one point... There is what sounds like a um, a, a baby in distress crying, and uh, it is revealed to be a man making that noise to oh. to trap people. And it really, oh, no. it just the image of that really, really scared me very much. Yeah, that's hard because I think I'd fall for baby. it. I think I would fall for it. <sighs> I'd be dead every time. I know. <laughs> Demons know if you make a baby crying noise. I mean, I guess that's a thing. Like, that's why that's why you and I, I feel like, would be a helpful duo in a horror movie together. Because either we would be killed instantly, uh-huh. or um, we could kind of help uh, step outside of each other for a second and be like, "Just so you know, I understand the impulses to do this thing, but also, have you considered this? You know? Yeah, we're two people who, if nothing else, sit on our impulses a lot. <laughs> And are good at talking ourselves out of things. (laughs) I will methodically help my friend come to the decision to not go to something for hours, as long as it takes, really. And I think that 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 would also serve as well. That is very true. Yeah, you can't you can't um, you can't get trapped in a haunted house if you don't even leave the house. You know, (laughs) that's true. It can't happen. Certainly it, not. If you're like, oh, my socks are in the dryer and I don't want to get them too dry. So I think I'll just not get up from the couch, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I can't perform that exorcism because my socks are in the dryer. I would, but I don't want to get sick from having feet that are a little damp. <laughs> so those are the two messages today, Anna. Oh, good. Oh, good. Andrew, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Anna. Is boy, that oh boy. Personal? Is um, personal? I, so here's, I did the thing where at the end of the year, I was like, I got to do all my doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. um, which I, I, at the, like at the time making the appointments felt like the smartest person in the world. 
Now I'm not so sure, but I ended, it ended up being a good thing. I'm glad I did them. Um, but I went to my dermatologist because everybody, uh, make sure you do those skin screenings, especially Ugh. if skin cancer runs in the family. Um, how'd you do? Did okay. Two biopsies. Um, okay. I mean, I get biopsies almost every time. We're a moly okay. family. And I, you know, <laughs> I, I regret to say it, but it is the truth. Um, we've been, each of us has been like, can I, can you take part in a study? Like my, my brothers and I, so it's like the moles oh. are fine, but we want to take some samples for, for a study. And I'm like, well, okay. You are the Henrietta Lacks of moles. <laughs> that is true. Something about your moles. That is true. It's that Irish background. We need more genetic material than we already have. Anyway, um, my dermatologist who I really love uh, and who's always like, I, I can't imagine being a comedian. I'm just not funny at all. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Like, she's very charming, very funny. Um, and there, I've had a mole on my a torso since I was a little, little kid, like for as long as I can remember. Um, and it always looks like an, kind of, um, like this is going to be a red flag. You know, this is a problem child. Okay. Um, but it is not, it has never been cancerous, but I was kind of like, I'm really just tired of thinking about it. Let's get her out of there, you know? And, um, and my dermatologist was like, you know what? I support that. Like when in doubt, cut it out, you know? Oh, and as she was cutting it out, <laughs> um, she said to me the following, wow, I mean, you've had the mold this long. It's almost like saying goodbye to a childhood friend because, well, you were worried that one day they might kill you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which tickled the hell out of me. Oh my God, that's perfect. Imagine. And then I was like, it is like that. It's like, that I really value is. the time we had together, but there are some warning signs that are developing here. And I think maybe for now, I'm going to have to establish some distance because maybe one day you will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good joke, Derm. I know. It's a good Derm joke that she made. Um, and then she told me the joke that she tells when she needs to lighten the mood um, in a surgical setting. Um, which you, would you like to you hear this joke? joke? I would yes. very much. Um, she told it with like a lot of buildup too. I'm not going to be able to incorporate all the buildup, but uh, there were like a lot of details being used that I was like, Oh, is, is all this going to come back later? Okay. <laughs> Here it is. A mother and father tomato are walking through the park after dinner with their child, little tomato. And they're walking and they're walking and little tomato is dawdling behind them. And father tomato is getting very upset and mother tomatoes trying to, you know, get little tomatoes attention and little tomato continues falling behind, falling behind, falling behind. Fa finally, father tomato loses his patience and smashes little tomato on the sidewalk and says, catch up. And that's the joke. It's incredibly violent. A very violent joke. Um, you know, primarily about toxic masculinity and fatherhood. Yeah. Where where are they going? That's where so are important. They? Yeah, where are they going that's so where important? are you going that's more important than your son being alive? <laughs> that's always a good question. And that's something maybe all of us should think about. Any of us in particular who are parents. Um 
Where are you going? And is it worth your son being alive? I ask myself that and I don't have either a life or a son. <laughs> it's never too early to practice having a little tomato son. <laughs> That's the closest, especially if you eat tomato. You get I mean, to that egg constantly. Are you it's a tomato person, Anna? Situational. Situational. Uh-huh. How about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, same. It, I always love the idea. Like, I feel like every year, Bon Appetit or whatever, you know, Bougie Magazine puts out a thing about like, there's nothing better than a beefsteak tomato sandwich on crisp country rustic bread. Oh. And I'm like, I, I like the idea of it. I think it looks great in pictures. I myself have never had a tomato raw that I felt like was ready for prime time, you know? I think the thing, the trick is that we have so many bad out of season tomatoes mm. because mm. we as a society demand to have uh, tomatoes yeah, when it's not summertime. <laughs> it's very fair. And that's when the tomatoes are good. That's when the tomatoes are good. Um, Anna, did anything scary happen to you this week? Um, I guess the scary thing, um, I, uh, what I did, I, it's just boring to talk about being so tired that you're tired, but I, um, <laughs> evidently what I did, I became so tired that I put my laptop in my backpack, which I had no memory of and closed the backpack. And then I was talking to somebody and did that and then started looking around for something. And they were like, what are you looking for? And I was like, my laptop. <gasps> I was like, I have to bring it home. And then I looked in the bag and it was in there. So, Yeah. I'm going to live a long time. You were in act you were in act time. 1 of a scary movie in that. It feels. It was like I woke up holding a knife over my husband. Yeah, wow. Or not. I don't know. I guess it's like a boring story. <laughs> no, I do Ugh. think it is I think I mean I think very often it's played for laughs when it's like I can't find my sunglasses and they're on. It's scary. It is scary because scary. your body has failed you. Scary. Scary. Um, but you, you know, know what, what has... you say? You know what you say? Oh. <laughs> no, and you know, we... no, you go. <laughs> and they only, no, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <gasps> Get out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.